Welcome to Healthy Aging with South Coast Health, the podcast that shows you how to live a longer and healthier life, showcasing doctors, clinicians, and patient stories. The goal of South Coast Health is to help and inspire you to navigate your health journey with knowledge, comfort, and ease. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Healthy Aging with South Coast Health. I'm your host, Patricia Raskin. Today, we're talking about physical therapy, and my guests are Jeremy Pont, who graduated in 2019 from the University of Rhode Island with his doctorate in physical therapy. He's worked at South Coast Health in the outpatient clinic in Dartmouth since 2019. He is joined by Rick Kidder, who is a very well-known member of our local community, and he's the former CEO and current COO of One South Coast Chamber, which is the local business chamber that includes New Bedford and Fall River. So welcome, Jeremy, and welcome, Rick. Thank you very much. Thank you, Patricia. All right, Jeremy. First, what is physical therapy? And then please differentiate it from occupational therapy and massage therapy. Sure, absolutely. So so physical therapy really is, you know, we're, we're movement specialists that are designed that really trying to maximize people's quality of life. So we do this in a wide variety of ways. And, you know, we do this with a wide variety of people as well. We work with, you know, people with acute injuries. We work with people who have just recently had surgeries. We also work with people who have, you know, very chronic pain, things that have been bothering them for many, many years. You know, we do this in a wide variety of ways to help try to maximize their quality of life and their function so that they can live a, you know, a very happy and healthy life. The biggest difference between physical therapy and occupational therapy, massage therapy, there's a few different pieces of it. So massage therapy is very focused in on, you know, hands-on type of approaches, manual, you know, manual therapy, different different varieties of hands-on techniques. And physical therapy does do this as well with a, a wide variety of manual therapy techniques. But we also, in addition, will do a lot of other treatment techniques as well that may include different modalities, but a lot of um, exercise-based therapy treatments as well. And, you know, we, we do have some overlap in terms of the manual therapy techniques that may be similar to some massage techniques, but then we also do other manual therapy techniques that may work on more of the, the joints versus the muscles and things of that nature. From an occupational therapy standpoint, they also have a, you know, a relatively similar goal in mind in terms of trying to maximize people's function and mobility, but they do it more from a standpoint on average of things that we call activities of daily living. So, you know, those are more things such as, you know, brushing our teeth, doing our hair, um, toileting activities, things of that nature. Another way that you can kind of differentiate the two from an occupational therapist versus a physical therapist is we typically will see physical therapy work with some of the larger muscle groups, the lower body muscles, the legs, the spine, things like that, where you'll see more occupational therapy work with our fine motor groups, which are things like our hands and uh, smaller muscle groups to help assist in some of those smaller tasks. 
So, Jeremy, could another difference be that with massage therapy, people will utilize that service because they want to feel good? They may not necessarily be in pain or have an injury. Is that another difference? Absolutely. So, you know, we certainly see that aspect with massage therapy as well. Physical therapy, on average, we're certainly working much more with your population who is dealing with injury and pain and things of that nature. There, there is a small percentage of physical therapy that is, you know, preventative in nature as well, where we may work on helping people get into healthier lifestyles to help prevent future injury as well. But those are typically done a little bit more in the, the, the technique of therapeutic exercises and things of that nature versus, you know, going for a monthly massage type of treatment that they may see with a massage therapist. What are some of the regimens in physical therapy that you do for patients and how long do they last? Do they come for a certain amount of time? Does it really depend upon the patient's needs? So that's a great question. And it very much differs patient to patient. So, you know, when we see a a patient for the first time, we do a comprehensive evaluation on the first day that we meet them, where we'll really look at everything in detail that they're coming in for to try to determine kind of exactly what's going on and what the appropriate plan may be to to help them get better. So it very much differs depending on the patient, what they're coming for, and then a lot of the other factors that are, are going on in terms of other complicating factors of health, age, things like that. We may see somebody as little as one or two visits and then set them up with a comprehensive plan to work on by themselves going forward, or as long as you know many, many months after recovering from a significant surgery or a, a very, very significant injury. Mm-hmm. So they can do these exercises at home once you've worked with them. So I always tell our patients, our ultimate goal is to get you to a point where you do not need us. And I always joke and say, you know, it's really not a very good business model because we're essentially trying to make it so you don't need us. But that truly is what we're trying to do. We're trying to make, you know, full on lifestyle changes that you can now maintain and work on going forward to help, you know, not only feel better in the current, but help prevent further issues down the road. Rick, I know that you've been working with Jeremy Pont as a physical therapist and helping you. Talk about your story and how you initially went to Jeremy and how he's helping you. Uh, Jeremy has has been a godsend. In my case, I've actually worked with Jeremy over the course of a number of different surgeries, as it turns out. I've had, uh, since I moved to this area, both shoulders done, both with uh, rotator cuff and, and bicep tendon. I've had a hip replacement and I've had a knee replacement. So I'm pretty much bionic at this point. And thanks to Jeremy and thanks to the incredible people here at South Coast Health Physical Therapy, I've I've come out of those with flying colors. These are, as as I think anybody who will tell you who has had a knee replacement or has had shoulder work done, they're, they're complicated surgeries and complicated recoveries. And in my particular case, working with a physical therapist like Jeremy and developing the relationship and the trust that goes along with this uh, is something that has been absolutely essential. I have a challenge with pain, as everybody else does when they go through a process like this. Jeremy is remarkable about getting me to my limits and then getting me to exceed my limits while also occasionally letting me call him every name in the book. 
And so it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. So, Jeremy, let me ask you about that, what Rick just said about pain. So when a patient comes in to work with you, can they expect that you are going to push them to the limits and they will feel pain? So very good question again. And I think that is also another thing where it is very dependent on the patient. And I I always say it's our job to explain to the patient what type of pain may be okay, what type of pain may be expected, and what type of pain isn't okay. For somebody like Rick and his um, circumstance being, you know, seeing us essentially right after a major surgery, very, very normal and expected to have some pain. And I think, you know, we try to take a lot of time right up front to make him understand that and understand that this is not something that's, you know, going to damage anything that has been done, but it's just something that we may have to work through in the short term to get us to that ultimate goal of getting back to better function and normalcy. There's other people where we may be dealing with things that are a little bit different where they'll tell me, oh, well, I want the the no pain, no gain, right? That's okay. And I'll have to kind of take a step back and explain to them that, no, in this circumstance, that's not the case. So there's oftentimes that we're really trying to work very much within our tolerable limit. And I like to use the saying of, you know, we want to be kind of in that happy range or that happy phase. We want to work within that range that is tolerable and work up towards that limit, but not always past it. And then there are other people like Rick where it is okay to get past those limits in certain circumstances. Right. And Rick, when you, after you see Jeremy, are there exercises that you do and how do you know how far to go in terms of practicing so that you don't push your own limits? Well, I think, to, I think to be honest with you, there's a natural tendency for the patient to be a little easier on him or herself than perhaps the physical therapist would be, uh, primarily because of perhaps a fear of extending beyond what should happen, and two, the natural aversion to discomfort. But the reality is, is that when I work with Jeremy and then go home, I have a set of exercises that I can do at home that I know are safe for me to do and that allows me to keep my progress moving forward because this is not a static thing. I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to see Jeremy or other members of the staff three times a week following the knee replacement surgery. And that three times a week meant that I had a consistent opportunity to go up a level each time. And then I would be able to work on that at home knowing that there was nothing that I could do to hurt myself uh, other than do something stupid. If the patient has a sense of responsibility for his or her own improvement, and you couple that with the expertise of somebody like Jeremy and the physical therapist here at South Coast Health, it's a very winning combination. So yes, you have to do things at home. Uh, But the things that you do at home are really an extension of what you've learned here at physical therapy. So it's a learning exercise as well. So, Rick, are you going less uh, to physical therapy than you were in the beginning? And is your healing progressing? I'm pleased to say I have been both blessed and released from physical therapy. and And I have been able to exceed my own expectations for what this knee replacement would be, 
thanks to the good work of Jeremy and the others here at South Coast Health. So I came back for this podcast. Jeremy noticed immediately that it's the first time he's seen me in long pants. So <laughs> it's it's a great opportunity to be back here, and it's a, and it's a real thrill because uh, these guys do such good work. <laughs> so glad, Rick. What are you doing now to maintain? I mean, what are some of the exercises and activities you're doing? Well, Jeremy Jeremy has a series of torture devices that he used when <laughs> when he was working with me. Some of them were resistance bands, things of that kind, which I can do at home, and I have those at home. There is a, a board that I purchased that I can work on balance and work on on weight distribution and do some squats and things like that 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 I can do every single I can do it while I watch television do it every single day and just do those things as well as walk and uh, everybody laughs at me but I bought an electric trike and so I have a tricycle that I go out and, and bop around on that ha- that has electric power when I need it but it gives me a lot of exercise because the first thing Jeremy did when I would come in every session is he'd put me on a bike and say, do a few minutes on the bike, get the knee warmed up. And so I still do that. Okay. And Jeremy, do you suggest these kinds of activities to your patients after they've had their course of treatments with you? Absolutely. So Every single patient that I essentially get to the finish line with and kind of get to that wrap-up phase with, we always take that last day and we spend a, a pretty good chunk of time reviewing a nice comprehensive program for them to continue to work on going forward. So I'll usually provide them with you know a, a possible handout with some pictures and descriptions of how to do things and just reminders of how to do things, frequency of how often to do those things. And that serves as a nice supplement to, to, to use going forward just in case they do ever fall out of the routine a little bit and, you know, then got to think back and track back to what were those things that I was doing? Um, you know, what, what, what type of exercise should I be doing at this point? It's a nice little document that they can have to, to always quickly refer back to, to get them back on track. And then I also always say, if that doesn't work, I'm always here. And I, I always encourage people to give me a call anytime that they need to, if they ever need to ask me any questions or review anything like that as well. Jeremy, also, one of the things that that was very important for me was I was fortunate enough that my significant other was allowed to be with me uh, during my physical therapy. And those things that perhaps either I forgot in the midst of the therapy or exercise, positioning, things of that kind, he was able to capture for me and make it so much easier for me to work at home. Now, I know that's not the case for everybody. They don't, they're not all lucky to have that other person, but my other was welcomed with, uh, with open arms in the facility because he was able to help me at home. Right, and, and that's important because then he can see if you're doing something that's off. Exactly. Like he can see because he knows. Another thing I want to bring up, Jeremy, that um, Rick had talked about, and that was balance. Rick, how you do balance exercises. As we get older, our balance isn't as strong, right? We don't have as much of the fluids in our system. So my question is, how important is balance and how do you help your patients with that when you're going through therapy? Yeah, so balance is extremely important as we age. Like you said, it's something that unfortunately the, the aging process naturally tries to tries to rip out of us a little bit. And it's something that becomes a little bit more important to focus on as time goes on. So I think, you know, just about anybody that we see in here with, you know, who's in here for their lower body or, or balance 
issues in general, we tend to do a wide variety of different things that are going to challenge not only their strength and function, but also their direct balance as well. I always explain to people that, you know, the things that we're doing here, we're doing them for a reason and we're doing them to make life outside of here a lot easier. If you get to the point where you're able to accomplish some of the high level things that we're doing here, then the more simple day-to-day things that you may have been having issues with prior to this are going to start to become much more simple and less demanding on you. So it's a conversation that we have all the time. And it's something that I think is very, very important as we age. I like to use the analogy that our body is really, it's just a very complex machine, right? You know, we have, we're essentially like a very, very complex car. Cars, when we have very few miles on them, run very smoothly, right? It doesn't take much effort to make a car with 10,000 miles run well. As we get to 150,000 miles, that car can still run well, but it takes a lot more work and effort to make it run well. And that's very similar to how our body works. As we age, it can run well. Right. But if you take care of the car along the way and you have all the checkups and you have the services, it's going to work better than if you don't do anything until the 150,000 miles. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just one of those things where the more effort you put into it, the better it's going to run. You know, so even if even if where, you know, I get some people that are in their 80s or 90s. Right. You know, we can still get you to a point of functioning well if we're willing to work on the right things and put in the effort to do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are usually very surprised how far they can come with some of those things. Yeah. Rick, what do you say to your friends who've come to you and said, oh, I have this pain or I have this problem? Do you advise them um, to seek out medical help? Do you advise them to go to a physical therapist? Absolutely. Number one, I think it's really important to consider that uh, physical therapy has been vital in this process, but it's also a process that began with a whole lot of preludes that led to the surgery, that led to physical therapy, that led to living a normal life. And when I talk with people, I encourage them not to walk around living in pain, that you don't have to do that, that there are Mm -hmm. good surgeons here at South Coast Health. And I was fortunate to have Dr. Christian D, who did both my hip and my knee, did an exceptional job doing so. But from the moment that I began that process, South Coast Health was in contact with me at every step of the way. Everything that I needed to do in order to be a good patient, they set up. And physical therapy was, to some degree, the the best part of it because that's where you start to feel that massive improvement. But it was also a piece of a larger a very comprehensive system that got us to this point. So I talked to people about, this is the process you're going to go through. Sometimes uh, a surgeon will recommend physical therapy in advance of surgery. Uh, That could be for a number of reasons, not the least of which being the way insurance operates these days. They'd like to have the less cost, costly modality be the thing that you do first. But For most of the people that I know, even if they've begun with physical therapy, if they end up with the surgeon once again, they'll be back in physical therapy. And the whole system wraps around you 
to make certain that you have the best possible chance of walking away from this healthy. But you do have to have your own motivation. If you think this is going to work simply by passively accepting everything that happens to you in this process, but doing nothing, you're not going to get the results that you need. Jeremy is, I consider him to be a magician and a wizard. But even magicians and wizards can only go as far as the people, the patient wants to let him go. Uh, And so I really encourage people to say, yes, this is going to be an uncomfortable process, but the end result is so good that your life is different and better. Yes, important. It's so well said. And as you said, we have to do our part, right? The other person, it's still our body and it's still our machine. So we have to do our part. Jeremy, what would you like to add to that? So going off of that, it's a perfect, perfect point. And I think it's such an underlooked aspect of a very important component of our job. And an important piece of our job is we need to develop those very, very strong relationships with our patients so that you trust our expertise, right? If I can't develop a good rapport with you, there's a much less likely chance that you're going to listen to the things that I tell you or, you know, do the things at home that you're instructed to do. So I think that's something that I put a huge emphasis on and, you know, physical therapists across the board is, you know, really developing that strong rapport and getting that patient to trust you. So that way, when we explain to you how important this is for you to be working on these components at home, you actually take our expertise and and do it. Right. And I I think that's important. And also, if they don't trust you, their body won't respond as well, right? Because physically they'll tense up. So that's a very important point. Rick? You know, it's, uh, I've talked to Jeremy about this at some length that I don't know to what extent their training involves psychology, but there is a psychological aspect of the work they're doing, because I can guarantee you having been enough times here that Jeremy's patients, other, other physical therapists, patients all have different personality types, all have different abilities to withstand the process, all view the process with different levels of, of interest or excitement. And that all of these guys and, and women who work here at, at South Coast Physical Therapy have to motivate each one of those people and reach them where they are and get them to where they need to be. What I'm most pleased about this process is that everyone here with whom I've worked has embraced that philosophy, and they are all psychologists at heart <laughs> as they go through the process of motivating yeah. us to a better life. Yeah, thank you. That's beautifully stated. Dan from Matapoisic Mass was playing paddle tennis when it happened without warning. By the second set, I couldn't play anymore. You know, just started feeling tightness and couldn't shake it and it wouldn't go away. Dan was having a heart attack. Luckily, he had the region's most advanced cardiovascular facility close to home and was taken by EMS to the Heart and Vascular Center at Charlton Memorial in Fall River. The thing I remember going into the operating room, the doctors and nurses were phenomenal. They walked you through it every step of the way. With 20 years experience, South Coast Health's Heart and Vascular Center of Fall River treats over 2,000 patients a year at one of the most active cath labs of any community hospital in Mass and Rhode Island. 
To find out more, visit southcoast.org slash heart. When you have a heart attack and you need open heart surgery, you want the best care. We have such a great hospital system right here in our backyard. It saved my life. South Coast Health, more than medicine. Jeremy, I want to talk about something that I think are elephants in the room, and they're good elephants. And that is that, you know, we have all these medical breakthroughs coming down the pike, but we also have technological breakthroughs that are happening. So what do you see in terms of technology? How is that aiding physical therapy? How is it working with it? What do you see coming down the pike? Yeah, so technology is something that is always evolving, right? And I think it's something that we always have to try our absolute best to use it to our advantage, right? I think something as simple as even electronical medical records within our system is something that has an enormous impact on, on patient care. Just having the continuity of care to be able to see all the different visits that these patients go through and the interactions that they have with their surgeons and the quick communication that can come from surgeons to physical therapists based off of that is something that's very, very important and underlooked. And that's something that thankfully for us here being within a large healthcare system is something that makes our life so much easier to have that consistent care with patients. What about skin sensors or electronic devices when you're working with therapy itself? Yeah, so those are higher levels of technology that you're starting to see um, come down the pike that I would think we likely will see a little bit more of in the future. You'll, you'll see those things a little bit more commonly in some of our higher level neurological type of populations and patients that have suffered from severe strokes and traumatic brain injuries and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And that's also where you'll start to see some of the more robotic type of um, treatments come about over time as well. So Jeremy, having said all of that about the future, what do you see for older adults as they age to get older better? What can we do to live a longer, healthier life as we get older? I think it, it really comes back to having a, a very big emphasis on, you know, taking care of ourselves and putting in as much effort as we possibly can to keep happy and healthy habits, right? I think a big piece of that is, is coming from fitness and exercise and um, continuing to stay very, very active as we age. And that can, you know, that can be tricky as we start to have different things that pop up in life, like aches and pains and other things that try to knock us out of those routines. And I think that's where it becomes even more important for uh, people like myself and other physical therapists in our field to, to make sure that we continue to teach and educate a lot of these different people as they age on how important those things are and also the, the ways to help you know, do this in the most safe and, you know, effective way moving forward. Okay. And what is your hope for the future as we get older? I would say my hope is just continuing to see people really put that emphasis on themselves, right? And the aspect of understanding that as we age, we can still live a very good, happy and fulfilling life, as long as we're willing to still put in some effort to, to make that come about. Thank you so much. And Rick, your closing thoughts. Uh, my closing thoughts are this is, uh, while it's a process that I've been through with Jeremy, uh, this is, it's not a process that's over. 
And one of the things that has come out of this is observations by many people that physically now I am better than I was. I'm able to do things that I was not able to do before. I'm able to exercise. I'm able to engage in activities. And you don't have to sit in a chair and stay in that chair. You need to be out and about moving and living life. And what physical therapy has done for me is it's given me that option. What Jeremy has done for me is given me that motivation to work to the point where now I feel like I'm better than I was 10 years ago. And that's exciting. Thank you. Thank you both so much. What a, a fun, inspirational, educational, and enlightening interview. Thank you to Jeremy Pont, who is a physical therapist at South Coast Health, and to Rick Kidder, who is a very well-known member of our local community, and he's former CEO and COO of One South Coast Chamber, which is a local business chamber that includes New Bedford and Fall River. Thank you both for a great interview. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you for listening to Healthy Aging with South Coast Health. To subscribe to this podcast, visit www.southcoast.org forward slash healthy dash aging. While you are there, we want to hear from you. Please take the time to complete a quick survey so we can learn more about the topics for upcoming episodes that you are most interested in to live a healthy lifestyle. Thank you to our hosts, Patricia Raskin and South Coast Health. This podcast is brought to you by creative content developer Raskin Resources Productions and produced by Virtually You.